With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 143rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this one, The Eagles Have Kryptonite. Green Kryptonite for the Falcons. We're going to discuss uh, the goal line play against the Vikings in that uh, 28-12 debacle of a loss where, you know, uh, looked like the Falcons weren't ready to play in that one. We'll talk about the Eagles. Well, we got five things here: the goal line play, the Eagles, the Eagles win over the Redskins, the interior of the Eagles defense, and then we're going to hear from Coach Dan Quinn, who's pretty upset these days uh, because the players didn't do what they said they were going to do in the opener. But yeah, we we've been on this uh, since the Super Bowl at nauseum about the Falcons' short yardage package and like, hey, you know, get in power and line up and knock somebody back. So here they come, our new coordinator or new old coordinator, Dirk Cutter against the uh, Vikings here is down and uh, wants to, you know, needs to get back in the game. He gets in power, so we're cheering that. Uh, got tight ends, got all the big people in there, but then they roll out and throw a bootleg pass. They're trying to trick him still. Uh, didn't work. Matt Ryan threw it up and got intercepted. So I, I'm fine with them getting in power, but run power. Knock somebody down. Give me, get a touchdown there from the three. Don't try to trick people. That's the problem uh, that they've been getting into all along since the third and won the Super Bowls, trying to trick people in short yardage situations instead of running it down their throats. Uh, of course, uh, my good buddy Zach Klein over at Channel Through 2 was like, hey, well, you got Julio Ridley and, you know, all these fancy little scooter receivers. Why come you didn't, if you don't pass, put them in there? So uh, I don't believe in passing in short yardage situations, you know, uh, maybe growing up in Ohio and uh, watching Woody Hayes teams uh, mash through the Big Ten for years uh, may have something to do with that. But, uh, you know, uh, line up, buckle up your chin strap and go get the three yards. It's not that hard. So uh, don't overthink it. Uh, so, you know, that was my view on that. But let's hear from Dirk Cutter here. So he discussed some of the things uh, about the offense and uh, and so forth against the uh, Vikings. Actually, had the ball on their side of 50. Okay. They came away with 12 points. So, you know, we were we were in scoring position enough times. We just didn't, we just didn't get the points. So we either uh, a turnover, we had a couple costly penalties that knocked us out of field goal range, and then we had a couple – uh, sacks were behind the chains, and we, had, and we had a couple sacks that knocked us out of the scoring range. And then up front, uh, well, Chris will, you know, get a new right guard now, and uh, you know, working working that up front. Uh, you know, how do y'all kind of communicate with that's been, uh, you know, taken care of for the unit? Well, it's unfortunate uh, for Chris. You know, he's off to off to a good start for a rookie, and uh, really happy with the way he was playing. And 
injuries are just an unfortunate part of it. But that's also one of the reasons we brought the free agent guards in. Uh, you know, James Carpenter got off to a pretty decent start at left guard, and now we're going to need Jamal Brown to to uh, step in at right guard, and Jamal uh, has got a lot of experience in the league. Wes Schweitzer came in and filled in for 30-some plays, and, you know, he'll, he'll still be ready to go as well. So it's just... It's just unfortunate. The good news is we're going to get we're going to get Chris back at some point, but you know, just uh, uh, not the best part, no fun part of the game with the injuries. There is Derek Cutter, the Falcons' offensive coordinator, talking about how they're going to move forward with the uh, revamped offensive line. That's going to be very important here coming up uh, Sunday against the Eagles. The Eagles are seventeen, thirteen, and one against the Falcons all time. Three and one in the postseason. Uh, the last win was in Atlanta. Twenty. The uh, last win for the Falcons was in Atlanta. That was twenty six to fourteen on September the fourteenth, two thousand and fifteen, at the now demolished Georgia Dome. Now the uh, while the Falcons were up in Minnesota, stumbling and bumbling about. The uh, Eagles were doing the same thing against the uh, Washington Redskins, except for they uh, they woke up. They woke up in time to come back and defeat the Redskins, thirty-two to twenty-seven. Uh, Deshaun Jackson got loose for a couple of uh, touchdowns there, fifty-one and uh, fifty-three yards. So now Deshaun has the most. Touchdown passes of 50 yards or more, uh, the second most. He trails only the great Jerry Rice, who has 36. That was number 30 and number 31 for Deshaun Jackson. And uh looks, uh, you know, he was down in Tampa Bay the last couple of years with uh, with Dirk Cutter and uh, wanted to go back to the Eagles. And, uh, you know, he's picked up his career with the Eagles, making uh, Chip Kelly look real stupid for trading him six years ago. But we've seen that uh, most of those Chip Kelly moves are not a uh, – not a uh, good for football. Not good for the Eagles. Number four here, getting ready for this one. The one matchup, the one constant, and why the Eagles have been able to beat the Falcons. They uh, uh, in that 2016 matchup, they got real physical and just ran the ball at them. It was real powerful. Uh, same thing, uh, you know. Last couple games, they've been low scoring affairs, fifteen to ten, eighteen to. To twelve, uh, real slugfest, and who sets the tone for the Eagles in these games is Fletcher Cox, the fine defensive tackle uh, for them, and he's got his buddy Tim Jernigan back. So um, the Falcons uh, will have their hands full up front. It's part of probably why they got bigger. And, uh, you know, decided that they couldn't cut block these guys in the outside zone scheme and went out and signed the veterans, James Carpenter and Jamin Brown, who will be starting in the place of Chris Lindstrom uh, at right guard. So we'll see if these bigger, stronger athletic guards can slow down Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan. If they do not, it's going to be a uh, uh a long day in the pocket for, for Matt Ryan and a long day running the football because they play off of those two guys. You got Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham on the ends, two kind of speed athletic ends who can, uh, you know, get get after it a little bit. So they uh, they definitely, it'll be Mac at center. 
James Carpenter at left guard, Jamin Brown, Jamon Brown at right guard. And, uh, you know, they'll have their hands full. And we saw in the opener where, you know, Jake Matthews didn't have one of his better days. And, uh, you know, so he's going to, he's going to, you know, needs to step it up. And at the right tackle spot, they started Caleb McGarry. And, uh, you know, Caleb had, uh, I think, he, you know, he did okay when he was in there. Split times with Ty Sambrello. I did go back and watch the film today. And on the uh, Matt Ryan interception, he just, that he threw up to Julio. Uh, you know, Devontae Freeman's on his left. He comes across the formation. Caleb, they're going silent count. So Caleb's late. So Hunter's around, and you know Freeman's not the best pass protector. He needs to learn how to cut block from Morgan Dunn. But uh, so Hunter gets past, blows past McGarry, who's late getting up. Uh, Freeman comes over, at least gets in the way a little bit. But Ryan sees all this and just throws a high one up to Julio. Julio must have been the hot guy, but he threw it too high because he couldn't plant because Hunter was coming. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, Matt Ryan not being accurate, which we, you know, don't see a lot of. So, you know, the jury's still out on the revamp line, and, uh, you know, they're going to get better as it goes, but uh, they need to step it up a great deal here really fast against this uh, pretty stout Eagles front. Now, Coach Dan was upset yesterday after watching the film on Tell the Truth Monday, and uh, he'll get them ready to go as they uh, uh, hit the practice field on Wednesday. Here's Coach Dan Quinn. Last night, I was uh, I was more pissed off uh, than I've been in a long time, and uh, we've had tough losses. Uh, there's a lot of preparation, a lot of buildup, you know, that goes on to start the season. The energy uh, to have that right sometimes it can feel like an Olympic race. You're ready to go and fall start, fall start. You're out of it before you even get going. So I watched it again last night when I got home. Watched it again this morning, and the reason I was so mad uh, is because we didn't do what we said we were going to do, and we didn't do what we were capable of doing, and. Uh, the coach in me always wants the one and oh, but if you had to have an 0 and one, the teacher in me said you better apply the lessons. And uh, at a minus three turnover margin, a block punt, and uh, not playing in the run game and controlling the edges like we were capable of, uh, there were a lot of lessons. And so it is how we played, but uh, as a team, it's certainly, uh, in my opinion, not who we are. And so just wanted to make sure when I got back with the team again today, we said uh, after we're done today and we watched it, we went through it, uh, the, preparate, the preparation begins again. And uh, we've got to get the, the mistakes corrected and get our football right like we like to play uh, for our home crowd Sunday night against a good Philadelphia team. It'll be fun. It will be flying. And uh, the crowd will be, uh, you know, our home over if there's nothing like it. So, uh, But our focus first has to be to us. And uh, we'll return our preparation to them. So on one injury update, uh, Chris Lindstrom injured his foot. It'll require surgery. He'll go to IR. And we'll move Jamon Brown uh, back to right guard. So I have a few questions regarding the game. Uh, yeah, Coach. Um, uh, worry about continuity up front with Jim and go, going back in there, Jamon. Because uh, he spent a lot of time on the left and all the right snaps went to Chris. Yep. He, uh, you know, it started that way, you know, probably from the part of camp we did. And then Jamon, 
for the last week or so has been working both. But okay. I was really proud of, you know, Chris, where, you know, he took his game two in a short time. And, uh, you know, so for us, that's definitely, uh, you know, a significant injury, a significant loss, you know, in terms of how he was playing, his attitude and quickness and physicality, it all shows up. But uh, we're fortunate um, with Carp and Jamon, you know, both these guys have played left guard and right guard for a long time and mm-hmm. got good experience doing that. So uh, we'll plug Jamon in at the right side and get back to work. There's Dan Quinn. Now, this does feel a little bit, um, you know, last year when the guards got hurt, LaVentre went down and uh, Fusco went down, and then uh, Falcons had to go back to West Garland and Brandon and, and uh, Ben West Schweitzer and Ben Garland. Of course, uh, in the game on Sunday, Schweitzer was up. He went in, uh, didn't see, you know, the game was over pretty much by then, uh, but he, you know, did a uh, good job for the most part. He's a backup swing guard and a center. So that's why he was up and why Jamon Brown was not up, who said he was surprised at not being up. So uh fully expect uh Brown to be active. Uh John Wetzel was signed. He's a tackle. I uh, was interested in that they lost the guard and brought up a tackle. Didn't bring up guard Sean Harlow from the practice squad. So that was the interesting thing about the, the move here and the transaction that was made. Of course, uh, Woodso is a veteran and seen some action. So they're definitely going with veteran reserves now. Uh, while they were trying to hopefully develop the right tackle and right guard for the long term, uh, for the long haul here. So the revamp line's going to be uh, on front stage here as the early season starts. Got another good one coming up against the Eagles and a stout defensive front. So we're going to, uh, you know, get ready for the rest of the week here. You know, Mark, uh, Bradley's got a fine column out there about, hey, the last time they stunk this bad in the opener was 2016, where they lost to uh, Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith uh, and the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 31-24, to I believe it was, to start the season. But, you know, the Falcons scored 11 points late to make it look good. That was the day I think uh, Quan Alexander's brother died, and he was all over the field uh, taking it out on the Falcons. So... Uh, that was uh that was you know they rebounded from that one when that looked pretty bad and this one in Minnesota looked pretty bad too and uh, if they don't shut down the run it's going to be a long long day in Philly because I mean against Philly because you know once you give up 172 yards uh, on simple sweeps simple counter stuff um, you know teams are going to put that in because they saw something I know uh, when I was looking at the film here again on the uh, game pass. Uh, you know, the contained guys were coming underneath for some reason uh, on a seven-yard, you know, Delvin Cook was seven yards back. So, you know, he had a lot of room to work those edges and uh, some good blocking up front, too. Josh Klein, one of the free agents, he was pulling on that 19-yard touchdown run by Cook. He did a, a pull and, and kind of helped pin Adrian Claiborne in there with um, – with uh, Kyle Rudolph, and then he saw Adam Thielen pretty much, uh, you know, block 
Isaiah, Isaiah Oliver out of the lane and, you know, to the ground. Isaiah was trying to get away from him, but, uh, you know, that kind of led to the fall. It wasn't like, you know, Adam just steamrolled him to the ground or anything like that. But it was a bad look uh, for the outside leverage guys in the Falcons defense against Minnesota. And if they don't get that fixed, they're going to see a steady, heavy diet of the running game as they get ready to play the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, uh, you know, we know the records of, um, you know, you know the story by now of teams starting 0-2 not making the playoffs. So, you know, they don't want to go down 0-2. So with that, let's wrap it up here. The 143rd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Sunday, Atlanta against the Philadelphia Eagles. 8.20 p.m. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Take care. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.